All right. All right, um, Kennedy, thank you so much for coming on to Trick Talks and onto the Zoom. I know we had some technical difficulties, but I'm hoping that they are done with. And this is- Yeah, me too. Yes, perfect. All right, so let me ask you, if you could go back in time and do anything different regarding your trick journey, would you? Yeah, I would have not lied to people about um, what was happening at that time. Like um, for a while I started, I was like lying to my friends and everything when they asked me about bald spots that they had noticed. Um, they would like, for my eyebrows, for instance, it would be like, where's your eyebrows? And I'd be like, oh, I was playing with my dog and she scratched me or, oh, I had a pimple and I scratched it too hard. And I would have not lied to them because at that time I thought there was something to be ashamed of. Um, but now I know that there's not. So if I could go back, uh, I would have changed the lying. Mm -hmm. At what point did you, when someone did confront you, were you just like, hey, it's, this is called trick and this is what I'm doing? Um, hmm. no one really ever confronted me. I more told people about it, um, because that was kind of the time when I was like finding out who, who I was as a person. And, um, that's when I was kind of like, I can't be because this trigotillomania, it's going to stay with me. So instead of hiding it, I can accept it. And I did, I accepted it. I, I am, I'm happy that I accepted it because if you don't accept it, there's going to be this weight coming down. So I told people about it and, um, yeah, they were pretty accepting. I think in this day and age, a mental illness is more accepted than it used to be. Um, so I'm very grateful. Um, but I think if somebody had confronted me about it, um, it depends on the time. Like if you confronted me about it, like a few months after I had found out, I probably would have lied to you. But if somebody confronts me about it now, I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You feel, do you feel like more comfortable sharing about it or just the whole idea behind it? You're just more comfortable kind of like owning that. Both, mm. both because um, mental illness, like I was sitting in, uh, for like anxiety, depression, stuff like that. And five kids, shamelessly said that they had um, anxiety and depression and um, some of them um, were bisexual. They shamelessly said that to an entire classroom of high school students. And that's when I, and I, I didn't say anything because, well, we didn't say anxiety disorders. And I was kind of like, I was speechless. I really had never seen five kids shamelessly say that they had something that was, um, that they had a disorder. Um, but that's, it kind of made me happy because it reminded me that these type of things are more accepted now. Um, now you don't have to get forced for medication, stuff like that. So um, I feel more comfortable and the whole thing behind it also makes me um, kind of proud about who I am. Like, I'm proud that I'm, st I'm still here, aren't I? Like, I'm proud. I'm not ashamed. I'm, I'm here. I love that. I love that so much. How do you handle relapse? And then how do you get yourself back on track once you've relapsed? So I'm all about self-motivation. Um, it was kind of like the first things that I had because on my Instagram, I post um, 
quotes, like um, inspirational quotes um, for people. And one thing when I have a relapse the thing that I, one quote, it was the first quote that I put on my Instagram. Don't let your mind bully your body. Um, I always tell myself that when I have a relapse, because my mind is telling me to pull and my body's like, no, we lack our hair. All the hair on your head belongs on your body. All the hair on your body belongs on your body. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have to listen to that voice instead of the one that says pull at it. Because um, I like to think of myself as a tough person. I do. I am. I'm just kind of a tough person. And so telling myself these things, it helps me like, like not even for this. Like if I don't want to get out of bed in the morning, I I yell at myself in my head and that's what gets me up. Mm. Like, um, so the fact that my mind is telling my body to do something else kind of makes me feel like I'm betraying myself. So I take great pleasure in trying to fight that. And when I have like a relapse, I always think of inspirational quotes to tell myself, I yell at myself, put your hands, hands down. Like, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Cause it's not worth it. It's not like, it's not worth it. Um, because when you pull your hair out, you, it only feels good for like what, 20 seconds. And that's just not worth having a new bald spot. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Do you notice that there are certain areas, maybe in your house or anywhere that you go that are kind of triggering for you that make you kind of have that hand kind of reach up more often? It's not as much as a place. It's more of position while I'm in that place. So for instance, if I'm laying down in my bed, like for me laying down, it's always kind of like a trigger for me. I don't know why. Um, also sitting down in, in the kitchen doing homework, that was kind of triggering, but you can just, like the hardest thing is before going to bed. Um, because when you're doing homework in the kitchen, just put two hands down, one hand to hold the paper, another hand to write, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but when you're laying in bed, there's not that much you can do. Um, I have given advice on this, like have a dog sleep with you. Um, that's always help, helpful dog. Um, I think I, I even said on my, um, podcast that my dog whines when she sees me pulling out my hair. I think that's really cute. Like you can't teach her anything. And she's in the middle of her terrible twos right now. She found out how to open the dog gate. She's all over the place, but I'm happy that she whines at me when she sees me pulling out my hair. I think it's because she can sense that I'm anxious when I'm doing it. So she whines. She's a one. Sorry, what was the question? I got so off track. No, that's great. It's just saying, um, like, you know, are there locations that are more triggering for you? Oh, no. Okay. So, um, oh, the bathroom was one um, that's triggering for a lot of people. It's not as much the bathroom than it is the mirror. <laughs> like you look in the mirror and you look for a spot to pull out, whether it's your eyelashes, your eyebrows, your hair, anywhere. And um, one thing that worked for me for about five months, um, but everybody got sick, like, let me just say, it was putting a scarf over the mirror. Mm -hmm. So when you are looking 
um, at your at your at what spot you want to pull at. Instead of looking at that, look at the scarf. Um, and you don't even need to like just stare at the scarf intensely um, and not do like if you're putting on makeup or anything, you can still do that, but pay attention to the scarf and not what you're doing. Um, it also helps if you put on your makeup in the car, maybe. Like you, I think, I personally think you're less likely to pull out your hair if you're in a car. Um, make sure the car's parked though. Um, and that worked for me for about five months and then everybody got sick of the scarf, but, um, but it, it did work. Um, and I didn't really need it anymore because the scarf kind of got me used to not pulling at my hair in the bathroom. So I had, so five months worked for me. Um, and so bathroom, kitchen and uh, bedroom, that's probably the most triggering places uh, for me. Okay. Now you mentioned that you find yourself pulling a lot when you're lying down do you pull, do you find yourself pulling the most when you're like about to go to sleep? Yes. Yes. Because, um, this is kind of, a uh, my doctor knows about my trichotillomania. They also know that it's anxiety. There was a while, um, it was a while ago. I was only getting four hours of sleep and it wasn't related to the hair pulling. Um, but because of the anxiety, it was keeping me up at night. So I started taking melatonin and um, it really works for me because melatonin makes you tired. Uh, um, so it has multiple benefits. I'm getting more sleep. So I'm less anxious during the day and I'm pulling on my hair less because I'm sleeping. Um, so yeah, melatonin worked for me when I'm laying down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I spoke with... Um... Anila from Habit Aware, she does, she oh. made the Keem bracelet and mm-hmm. she, she noticed this, a similar thing with herself. Like she would notice from the data of the bracelet, oh, every night around this time, I'm getting buzzed constantly. Yeah. I'm going to go to bed. I thought, I never, I never thought about that before. Yeah. I think it's like, cause it's the end of the day. Everything that's happened during the day comes crashing down on you. Like you have a busy day at your work, your boss tells you, you have to do a presentation. Um, in two days, you're anxious for that. Like, so everything just kind of comes crashing down at you at night and it gets you more and more anxious. Like, um, I'm anxious for the thing that hasn't even happened yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think that's how a lot of people with telemania feel. Um, and with anxiety disorders in general. Um, so, but sleep really does help, but it's, it, it just seems like it's at night. Like I can never imagine. I never pulled as much as I have at night during the day. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. I feel like it's easy for me to slip into like the trance at night. Cause I'm like already kind of tired and out of it. So then I'm just like, and it just like switches over and I'm pulling for an hour instead of reading or doing anything else or sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I find, I find that it's easier for me to just like fall into it rather than like have that awareness of like, Hey, can you, you know, quit it? Yeah. <laughs> so we spoke about your podcast in the first time we spoke. Can you tell us again about it for the people that are tuning in to this one? Yeah. 
So my podcast is called Fight With Me. It's on Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. Um, it's on most platforms, um, most major platforms. And um, the whole point of it was for you to know that you're not alone. Um, I give advice on things that have helped me personally or things that other people have said have helped. Um, I met a girl a while ago. She got um, fake nails to help with skin picking. Um, I used to have dermatillomania, which is the skin picking. So I do talk about that as well. Um, so trichotillomania and dermatillomania, I, I do my best to cover those both because, you know, you know I should. I had both of them and um, it really helped me talking about it. Um, and I just want people to know that they're not alone. Um, because when I found out, um, that it was a disorder, it was one of the best feelings ever. I was a little bit scared that I had a disorder, but it helped me to know that I was not alone. Like when I looked, when I looked it up, no one, there was no names that came forward of people who had it, but I knew that it had been researched, which means that other people must have had it. So I started my podcast. It's really helped. Um, and I, I hope it helps other people. I really do. Mm -hmm. You mentioned you had dermatillomania. Do you, you don't have that anymore? I don't have that anymore. Um, a while, a while ago, uh, I don't really remember how I got rid of it. Um, I think I might've transitioned from dermatillomania to trichotillomania, but I think there was a three month period where I did absolutely nothing. I didn't, I didn't pull at my eyebrows. I didn't, I didn't pick at my skin. I did nothing for about three months. And then it started um, back up again. Um, the hardest thing for me is a timeline. Like I can look in family photos and see pictures of me with no eyebrows, but I don't know when um, I started to stop with the dermatillomania. Like there's no pictures of my hands, mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, when you did have dermatillomania, did you find yourself getting into like this, a similar trance when you would do it, like you might get when you pull your hair or were they similar in that aspect for you? Yeah. I mean, with dermatillomania, you, with, with all these manias, you use your hands to pull your hair and you use your hands to pick at your hands. But I found that dermatillomania, it was harder to do because with trichotillomania, you can use your left hand to pull your hair and then keep writing. But with dermatillomania, you're picking, you need a hand to pick at a hand. Mm -hmm. So I found it a little bit harder to do. Um, yeah, ask the question again. No, that's okay. It's just if it had, if you had, um, like a similar feeling of getting into that, like trance with, both. yeah. So I didn't, because it was a little bit harder to do, I didn't get into a very big trance. I was kind of, I wasn't of, as aware of what I was doing. Like if we were sitting at a desk, listening to the teacher talk, I'd be picking at my skin. But if we were, um, like had to write, I would, I would kind of snap, like snap out of it and, um, start writing. So I was a little bit aware of what I was doing, but I wasn't really paying attention to it, especially because at that time I didn't know it was an anxiety disorder. I only found out when I had trichotillomania, not dermatillomania. So when I was researching trichotillomania and up came dermatillomania, I was like, 
oh my gosh, like I had both and I didn't even know. Mm -hmm. I was very happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a good, I would say a few years, like I think in high school when, you know, I had acne already and so I'm already picking at that and I had this like magnified mirror and I would, I would find every little imperfection. Like if you looked at me, you wouldn't be able to see it, but with that magnified mirror, I'm like picking everything and everything's all red and inflamed. And I'm like, wait a minute, this, this isn't good. Like I got to stop, you know, I, something with this mirror is not working out. So I need to get rid of it. So when I did, I was okay. And then I, I still would like pick a little bit, just what's already there, but I wouldn't let myself get so deep. I'm like, this is dangerous. Like this is, I can see how I would get the same feeling from my hair pulling that I would with picking. Cause it's kind of like winning, you know, you win a little prize. You're like, Oh my God, I found the one that I want or, you know, oh, yes. I found this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like people will pull for pull at their hair and stuff for hours just to find the one that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Like I have done that. I, I don't even know what we're looking for. We're looking for something. We don't even know what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you got rid of that mirror. Me too. Me too. Uh, it was, it was not good. It was like so good for like that part of my brain where I was like, yes. Uh, but I knew in the long run, like that's going to spiral me into this behavior. That's going to be like an everyday thing. Cause I feel with myself, you know, things that I like enjoy little things, doing things with my hands, especially the trick. Like I can find myself just liking that, um, feeling. So I was like, this is, this has got to go. We got to get rid of this. Um, so this is an interesting question that someone put into, like, I had asked, what are some new questions I could ask people on trick talks? Um, and it's interesting. What is the best part of having trick? (laughs) Oh, um, huh. Okay, well, now that that question is being asked, I can think of a few things, actually. Um, Well, okay, first of all, trick kind of made me find myself for who I was. Like, it made me more vocal. It made me speak out more. Um, and And that and all of the things that I'm going through in my personal life, that kind of made me find myself who I am, especially since I'm 14. I already know uh, what I want to do. I already know I'm I'm um, I'm determined. Um, I'm already determined. I already have a goal set in mind, and I'm 14. Um, I have a meeting with my counselor coming up just so I can see how the high school is going to help me with my future path. Like I'm I'm already there. So Trick helped me with that, and it also made me understand people. It made me understand a little bit more people who have anxiety and other disorders kind of made me understand, like, I can see things through their view. So um, when there's someone at school who's like, oh, I'm so anxious for this quiz, and there's other people that are like, okay, quiet, I'm sure you're going to do fine. They're not asking, um, well, maybe you should just take a deep breath, calm down, try and get rid of the anxiety. They're saying, you're going to be fine. Um, So it kind of made me see things through other people's eyes, how they feel about things, not what they're anxious for, how they feel. So it kind of made me understand people a little bit more. And even when you see somebody who's um, who's on the street and they're talking to themselves or they have bald patches, you think to yourself, 
instead of thinking that they're a crazy person, think that there might actually be something that's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Like um, there, I do, I do have bald spots and I'm sure that they're noticeable. And I've gotten stared at a couple of times and I just hope when people look at me, they think instead of thinking, oh, she's weird, think there might actually be something wrong with her. Like I'm a completely normal person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm completely normal. There's nothing wrong with me. Mm-hmm. So it kind of made me kind of made me understand more um, people that have their own um, disorders and stuff. It made me understand. It's mm-hmm. a good yeah. question. It's interesting, right? Like yeah. It makes you kind of like switch and be like, wait a minute, the best, you know, because there's like, you know, there was another question. It was like, if you could go back in time, would you have, like, would you openly have trick? Like, would you choose to have it? And everyone was like, no, <laughs> they're like, you know, no way. But what, what would your response to that be? Huh. Is it possible my response could be yes and no? Yeah. Because, because I would have it. I would have it for everything, all, for all the good things that I just mentioned. Like if I hadn't had it, then I don't think I'd, I'd be able to understand people more, stuff like that. But at the same time, I want my hair back. Mm-hmm. So yes and no. Like, I'm kind of leaning towards no, because I think I could be able to understand things even without having it. Like I could be well-researched in trichotillomania and be able to understand things. Um, and I think I, but it also, huh, but it also made me find myself for who I was. But I think I was already kind of there because I'm I'm also dealing with um, personal like problems, mm-hmm. and that also kind of made me find myself. So I think trichotillomania was a contributing factor to that. So I'm gonna have to say no, I wouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not complaining that I have it now, like because it did have benefits. Great. Um, so some of your goals that you have for the future, do any of them? have anything to do with trick? Yeah, I would, um, I would actually, I would like to, I would like to have the opportunity to uh, attend a BFRB conference, um, if I could. Um, I'd like my podcast, I'd like my podcast to reach over 500 hits of people with trichotillomania, like I wanna help people. Um, so over 500 hits would be great. Um, I want one thing, cause I want to be a psychologist. I want to meet, I want a patient to come in with trichotillomania cause I think I could really help them as, as a person with it. And as a psychologist, like I know we'd normally go to a doctor for that, but if I could get like consulted about that, I would love that. Mm-hmm. Wow, that would be really powerful. I listened to a podcast of someone who interviewed like one of the most well-known trick like psychologists or something. And I wasn't too fond of their responses to things. I think it'd be so beneficial to have someone who like really gets it. Like, you know, studying it is great. And I like love that, appreciate that. But like having it and understanding it for real because you live it every day, I think that would be beneficial to your patients in the future, for sure. 
Yeah, yeah, that's why I said um, in the previous video that we did that um, not only should your parents not talk about it if they don't understand it, a doctor shouldn't talk about it if they don't understand it. Like my doctor, she gave me anti-anxiety meds and they they didn't work. And I was wondering why. And she's like, oh, you have to take it for like a month until they start working. I'm like, no, because I have actual anxiety. It's not like, it's not like I have an anxiety disorder. I'm not anxious about the little things. I'm anxious about the thing that hasn't even happened yet. Mm. Like I'm going crazy about the thing that hasn't even happened yet. What happens if something like catastrophic happens? What do you think is going to happen to me then? Like I can't wait a month just mm. for them to slightly work. Like I don't, that wasn't going to work for me. And obviously they do their best. Like my doctor, she does, I can see it. She does feel bad that there's nothing that can be done for me really. Cause there's no cure. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that a doctor should really understand it. Like they should really understand it. Like that's why I think everyone who hears about trichotillomania or who meets someone with trichotillomania, anyone who meets someone with like a disorder or something, um, they should research it before they talk about it. Like, yeah, they should research it before they talk about it. Because for instance, if my parent was going to be like, oh yeah, she pulls her hair out. I'd be like, because I have a disorder. Like they leave out the fact that you have a disorder. They leave that out. And it's like, when you say, Oh, she pulled her hair out. It makes it makes it sound like you want to do it. If I could stop, I would stop. Mm -hmm. So it makes you sound like you want to do it. I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think I think um, I understand that psychologists and doctors they do their best to help, but I think they should really understand it before they give you things to help you with it. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's a beautiful point. And it does, I think that is something that also feeds into this like cycle of shame is because the way that sometimes people react to trick, they do make it seem like it is, it is your choice. It is your fault. It is your, like, you're doing this to yourself when really like I am trying my best, like every second, you know, I'm always trying to stop doing this. You think if I could, I wouldn't stop. Like, what do you mean? You know? <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as we wrap up, what is some advice that you would give someone who wants to be more open about their trichotillomania, but they're a little nervous? Um, anyone who's nervous, but wants to be open about it, uh, you have nothing to be ashamed of. Like telling people is one of the best thing that happened to me. Um, it really made me less nervous. Um, and I don't know, because it feels like your dirty little secret until you start telling people about it. So if you want to be more open about it, be more open about it. And if somebody judges you for it, like if a close friend judges you for it, you have to reevaluate that friend, because why would you want to be friends with someone who's going to judge you for something that you can't help? So you should definitely be more open about it. Being open about it was, like I said, one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Like I started a podcast and I was telling people and I think I'm up to 20 different countries um, that I have a, a disorder and I'm not ashamed. I'm, I'm not, I used to be, I'm not anymore because I started being open about it and you have nothing to be ashamed about either. 
I love that so much. And Kennedy, you are so like wise. I love your mindset regarding trick, probably just anything. I, I'm assuming if I spoke to you, I'm sure I'd be inspired by anything you have to say, but I really do appreciate you coming on. And with all these difficulties that we had with technology, I'm still glad we were able to talk and I was able to meet you and, and be friends with you now. Uh, thank you. I'm so glad I got to meet you. I'm really glad. I'm glad that there are people like you. You, you wrote a book, you do trick talks. I'm, I'm so glad. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you have a great night and I hope to talk to you soon. I hope to talk to you soon too. I hope to talk to you soon. Uh, bye. Bye.